Hi, this is Liz Weaver, and you are listening to the Learning Success Podcast, an information-packed podcast with the latest news, information, and tips to help you overcome a learning difficulty. For anyone suffering from a reading difficulty, writing difficulty, a math difficulty, a focus problem, dyslexia, dyscalculia, dysgraphia, or ADHD, this is the place for you. The Learning Success Podcast is brought to you by LearningSuccessSystem.com. Now, let me tell you about our host, Emily Sir. Emily is an educator and childcare professional with international teaching experience. She has taught English as a second language, tutored the fine arts, and various other positions with kids all over the globe, including Spain, South Korea, and most recently, Australia. She received a Bachelor of Arts in English and Sociology in 2012 and has done extensive academic research, which has been published on multiple occasions. In addition to all of these things, Emily has dyslexia and ADHD and therefore has a greater understanding of the need for an open forum on these subjects and the impact they have on today's educational atmosphere. So, without further ado, welcome to this edition of the Learning Success Podcast with Emily Sir. And here's Emily. Good afternoon, everyone. Emily here from Learning Success. And today I'm going to discuss learning disorders, the effect of such disorders on self-esteem, and new ways of dealing with these types of problems in a more helpful and beneficial way. In a recent article on the site, How Dyslexia Affects Self-Esteem, the link between having a learning disorder and low self-esteem is presented. It's not the learning disorder itself that causes the low self-esteem, but rather the stigmatization and bullying that can stem from a child having a learning disorder such as dyslexia. For example, in the article, there is a story about a boy who is embarrassed by his teacher for having difficulty reading aloud. Obviously, this was not the child's fault, as he was later diagnosed with dyslexia, which causes problems for reading. Regardless of if it was his fault or not, the boy's self-esteem was damaged by his teacher, who, instead of taking an opportunity to teach him, simply mocked him and made him feel stupid. Dyslexia is one of the more commonly known learning disorders. As mentioned in the Learning Success article, why is my spelling so bad? It can lead to problems spelling as well as with reading. It's not due to a lack of intelligence, but rather it's due to the brain working in a different manner. As with other learning disorders, it is simply the child's, or adult's, brain processing information differently. Luckily, in the case of spelling, not only can practice improve the skill, but exercises that focus on strengthening the visual centers of the brain will help the dyslexic student process visual information more efficiently. This will help them avoid the unfortunately stereotypical situation of being humiliated while reading aloud in school. Now, just to clarify, a lot of times when people hear the words self-esteem, they immediately become dismissive. Kids these days are too soft, grow a thicker skin, study harder, and so forth and so on. We're not talking about playground insults. That's not the issue here. What these articles are discussing is when authority figures, such as teachers or parents, people the child really look up to, 
make the student feel stupid or inadequate when they're really putting forth an effort. If this happens, it can make the child despair of ever learning anything. After all, if dad doesn't believe in you, it must be true, right? The point isn't to baby or coddle children, but to make them feel that they not only can, but deserve to learn, because they are worth something more than their disorder. The thought process, then, is to show them support and help them to learn how to be creative in how they do things, because doing normal things with their disorder is going to be more difficult than the average student. Don't do things for them, but teach them how to do things for themselves. That way they believe they can still learn and the effects of the stigmatization are minimized. There are several methods subscribed to for minimizing the effects of such stigmatization. Because clearly we can't control how all people behave, there are always going to be bullies and other such naysayers. So, we have to be the ones to work double time to ensure that our children and students with learning disorders have role models, perhaps adults that have the same learning disorder who have been successful, to look up to, so that way they can see there is a way to overcome their disorder. This article speaks specifically to the effects of dyslexia on the self-esteem. However, it can be applied to any learning disorder. Sensory processing disorder, ADHD, and other learning disorders have these same negative effects as far as self-esteem goes. For instance, sensory processing disorder, the topic of another recent article on learning success, can lead to inappropriate behavior in the classroom. This isn't necessarily because a child is naughty or ill-tempered, but maybe because of their disorder, the sweater they're wearing feels like ants running up and down their arms. I don't know about you, but I certainly wouldn't be able to sit still either with a sensation like that. If you're aware that a child has this disorder and you can locate the source of the disruption and fix it, now you have a relieved child and have created a more relaxed classroom atmosphere. The alternative, and this is where the self-esteem problem comes in, is when you simply ignore the distressed child or punish them for being disruptive, when sometimes it's a simple fix where nobody gets hurt. It's not always that easy, but a lot of times it can be. We just have to be aware of the possibilities. The good news for students with learning disabilities is that there are more ways than one to reach the right answer. New techniques and formulas are being developed to accommodate the different ways of thinking of each child with a learning disorder. For example, the math problem 45 plus 19. The old method would be to add and carry where needed. Another way of getting to the right answer, which I've been doing for years, would be to add 45 and 20 and subtract 1. Why is this easier for me? Well, because 45 plus 20 is a very quick addition problem. The difference between 19 and 20 is 1, so the difference between 45 plus 19 and 45 plus 20 must also be 1. These and other types of new ways of doing math are discussed in Learning Success's article, New Math, What It Means for Kids with Learning Disabilities. I understand how this may seem a bit clunky and unnecessary to someone who is accustomed to the old way. After all, it's frustrating to not understand your child's third grade math homework and be able to help them. However, for myself, as someone who has dealt with ADHD and dyslexia their entire life, it is the easiest and quickest way for me to figure out the answer. Even now, I can do it in my head without pen and paper and without much hesitation. The problem here is that the old ways have always failed students with special needs, 
it's trickier for them because their brains process information differently. There is more than one way to reach the correct answer. If a child can learn faster a different way, why not try it? It could actually cause fewer disruptions in the classroom, thereby making less, not more, work for educators. To sum up, we need to be aware that learning disorders, while they are difficult, are not impossible. These kids are neither dumb nor naughty. Their brains just work in a different way. As much as reasonably possible, we need to be understanding and accommodate their learning style, as it may just help the entire class to have a bit more learning time. Thank you for listening to the Learning Success Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. We also hope you have learned something useful, something that you can take back and improve your life with today. If you would like to say thank you, the best way for you to do that is to share this podcast with a friend. Help us help others along this journey. And if you haven't already, please rate and comment on the podcast. Every rating helps us and helps this podcast get out to more people. We appreciate it and we appreciate you. Thank you again and make today a great day. No one should have to live with a learning difficulty.